This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast. It is holiday season and uh, if it's Hanukkah, you have celebrated Hanukkah. If you celebrate Christmas, it is just around the corner. Get ready. Very excited, can't wait. Happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy everything. Now's the time when you eat loads, you kick back and relax and you have loads of people in your house. Oh dear. Or... You take your family to relations, friend's house, and that might include your dog. While holiday time, great for people. It can be really, really difficult for animals. And we're not just talking dogs here. We're talking cats, other pets. How can we make it better for our dogs to be, to have or to have more people come into their house to cope better going to somebody else's? How can we make it easier for them? Well, one of the first things we need to recognize is that, yes, this can be very overwhelming for our cats and dogs and guinea pigs and lizards and all sorts of things, that, and maybe even fish, that there's going to be a lot more people in the house. So one thing we could do is you can always have mock Christmas, that you can have friends, a fewer amount of friends come over ahead of time, give treats, make it super fun. Or Victoria, you know, if someone's sitting there and thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. My dog's going to freak out. He freaks out with one person over. I would say that we can create a, a safe haven for that dog in a different room. Don't even deal with it. If you're cooking a meal for 12 people and you have all these people coming over and you have d- decorations and all these things that you need to check off your boxes, just put your dog away. Set him up in a room Give him a toy with treats in it, or you can freeze a Kong with really great food in it. Play some music. Turn You can always turn on Victoria's Positively CDs and leave him alone. Let him chill out. Let him go into his retreat relaxation mode. You may want to practice it ahead of time, but just make it easier for yourself and not, not really deal with it. The so. safe haven is so important. The safe haven, the safe zone, doesn't matter what you call it, is so important. And sometimes in some homes, if uh, I leave the, the door open so that, or the baby gate open so that the dog can take itself off into the safe haven when it's had too much but there is a rule for the safe haven no children allowed nobody allowed in the dog's safe haven this is the dog's bolt hole Mm -hmm. and if you have a cat it can be a safe zone in the house it can be a cat tree people do not mess with the cat when it's in the cat tree Mm -hmm. that is the cat's safe space it's got to be for the dog as well we have, you know, if we want to take ourselves away, and, and I mean, you know, let's face it, it's lovely to see family, it's lovely to hang out with friends, but sometimes you just got to get away for a little bit. Um, we got to give our animals the options to be able to do that as well. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love what you said about the baby gate and the safe room. So you could give your dog the option. Say you have a room that comes off the kitchen and it's away from the living room. You could set up a baby gate in the kitchen with a nice bed so the dog could choose. Does he want to be in a, in a room that's a little bit louder with more people and have the opportunity to maybe greet and say hi? Uh, or does he want to retreat into his safe haven? So giving your dog the choice of do I want to interact or do I not? Honestly, the dog. why does the dog get the choice, Victoria? Do we get the choice yeah. to interact with family? <laughs> no. <laughs> just oh kidding. Gosh. Love you, family. Yeah. Um, but we really do. You know, even if you're in your in-law's house, you can still always go into the bathroom and take the five oh. minutes that you need. Yes, absolutely. Get out, you get out, what do you do? You get out your phone. You get on Facebook. You do whatever you need to do. You, you get, get Facebook. Happy place. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you text your friends. You get into your happy place. Well, let's give our animals the right to go to their happy place as well. Do you want to hear the crazy idea from the dog trainer of what I would do? Oh, I love crazy ideas. Yeah. So the crazy idea, if I were having my whole family to my house, which I would not, mostly because I live in a tiny apartment, but what I would do is to all the kids, if they were coming over, I would either meet with them in person ahead of time, or I'd send them a video or a video chat with them. And I would talk to them about what, how Klaus likes to interact best. So I'm not telling them don't, because if we tell children don't, touch his hair they do they do especially because Klaus's hair is very foofy and touchable so instead I want to show them ahead of time give them the expectation of what how Klaus is really fun he's really exciting but his favorite place to be scratched is on his shoulder someplace that's a little bit more safe to touch and we can talk about the rules I've seen folks I've had clients that put uh, a sheet of paper outside the door that says the three rules of you know as soon as you walk inside go grab a cupcake that prevents the kids from running and touching the dog. Fabulous. Fantastic. Step two on the list was then go, I think it was eat your cupcake, and then three, come into the side room and greet Murphy or whatever. So we distract the kids so we don't, because they were working on Murphy not jumping on people at the door. So we get the kids focused, get them to go do something else, and then later they can come in and greet Murphy when they're more calm. So Murphy kind of had his side room that he was calming down in, and it wasn't a safe haven, but it was his side room where the owner had him on leash and they were giving treats and practicing greetings. So you can still keep up your dog training during the holidays. But I think the big thing is talking to your in-laws and your family members of what's expected if you are going to include your dog. And and it does take preparation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you do have to think a little bit about it. And I know you're preparing the food and you're preparing this and you're preparing the rooms for people to stay in if they're staying over and things like that. And so it is a lot of preparation. So also use a support system as well. I mean, are there people there that have family members that can help you? Mm -hmm. I know that pretty much in my house that I am the only one that walks the dog. Right. I am the now my daughter might walk the dog, the dogs more, but um, I am really the only person that walks the dog. I saw your husband walk them once. Only because I asked him to. He he never actually, unless I'm traveling, and I I could be my own episode if it's me or the dog, unless I'm traveling. where he has to walk the dogs. And even then, I'm like, have you walked the dogs? Call him, have you walked the dogs? Um, he won't walk them. So it's me that walks them, right? But so sometimes if I'm really busy, you know, I'm going to need that support system. Mm-hmm. Don't wait to or, or have family members, maybe even talk to them ahead of time and say, look, for this next week, please don't wait for me to ask you. <laughs> please offer and do it and I would really appreciate your help you know try and pre-plan I'm not a very good planner I'm not a very organized person but I do know that if I'm having a lot of people in the house I have to think of my um, 
fairy family members. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would say, especially if you have older kids, you know, those charts are great or just instructions on the wall. So I would have one, one of your older children would be the dog officer and their job is to make sure that the dog is happy while guests are over. So maybe in the laundry room, you set up a crate and with that's covered with music and the dog can choose to go in there. You want to have your, your dog officer would make sure that there's water at all times and that the dog can get breaks. Even if your dog is very social and your dog wants to be with everyone all the time. Breaks are key, especially for young dogs or puppies. Many times puppies puppies are just like young children. They don't want to nap. Are you kidding? There's so many awesome things going on, but we have to help them nap. Puppies need more sleep than adult dogs. So we need to help them nap and take those natural breaks so they don't get cranky later, you know, just like with kids. So it's important to have somebody that can give a little bit more attention. And remember and remember to feed the dogs, right? Because during the holidays, it's, you're going to be crazy. You're going to be remembering all these other things. And then all of a sudden, poor your poor Fido's looking at you like, Mom, I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> and if you please don't eat, feed them too many table scraps. I'm not one of these people that say don't feed your dog people food. What, what is, what's that whole idea about? It's ridiculous. What no. Is people food? But what is people food? Exactly. Um, but please, please don't just stuff a whole load of meat into your, you know, give your dog a whole load of meat that is not normally used to having. And you know, pancreatitis is, yeah, either diarrhea, the digestive upset, but pancreatitis. You know, vets see a lot of pancreatitis and things like Thanksgiving and other holidays. Mm. Please, please be really careful about giving too much rich food to your dog because you don't want your dog to go down that route. That is not good. Brilliant, Ali. And also be an advocate for your dog. So if your dog has some digestive issues and your uncle is just over there, sorry, picking on uncles, just feeding him from the the table. I don't know know why. Feeding him (laughs) from the table. You need to stand up for your dog and say, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. He's he's not doing super well right now. We're gonna stick to to his to the food that we're giving him, or redirect the dog, redirect the uncle, whatever you have to do. Stand up for your dog and help your family understand the the rules when they're in the home, so that everybody's on the same page. That's why I like telling them the rules ahead of time. Now maybe they'll think you're crazy. My family won't because they already know about me. But setting that expectation ahead of time so everybody's on the same page is going to be key. Hey, you got something on your mind? Are you a wizard and genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process they they physically miniaturize the dog or is it a puppy or what, what the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't know my dog. Just ask Victoria. Ask Victoria time again, Allie. Here we go. What questions do you have? Are you ready for one? Yes, I'm We're ready for one. We're about to break. Here we go. I don't know what it is. What is it in TV where you break the fourth break wall? Break the fourth wall, yeah. So we have someone that met you in person. Yes, we yes. did. I so remember. Steve... Steve Bolton from Smyrna, Georgia, met you in person. He says, Victoria, I met you at Home Depot today and you talked with me about my black shepherd having a prong and e-collar on. Oh, Steve. You saw my dog Lakota and his lack of care for meeting new faces, but how happy he was to see his mom when she got off work. You mentioned a chest lead for him. Obviously, you know much more than I do and was curious as your recommendation for the proper lead. Is this the one you designed, the one you designed, the best one for Lakota? 
And he goes on to say, I'm so glad I approached you at self-checkout. By the way, the prong collar is a next week's garbage pickup. Fantastic, Steve. Not sure if uh, you personally would be interested in helping me advance this training, but I need to change the course of many things as I've been taught and told by other trainers. I'm a bit concerned that I have done negative damage to us both reaching the goal of a well-behaved and properly trained dog. Thanks for your advice you gave me today. I wish I had recorded it all. I have to say, Steve was a lovely, lovely man. And I was at Home Depot and I was there getting paint and I saw this beautiful German Shepherd and this man holding him and this and people coming to greet this dog. And I saw language in the Shepherd. And what's the Shepherd's name? Lakota? Lakota. Lakota. And just such language, body language from Lakota who was kind of you know, turning the head away when people came to greet him. He was not comfortable at all. But really, intre- and it is a male, isn't it? It was the male dog. Lakota's a male, I think. Was Lakota a male or a female? That sounds maleish. Mm. Masculine. I think so. I don't know. Anyway, I'm so sorry if I'm getting the gender wrong. But, um, and I was really concerned. And then I saw that Lakota had on a shock collar, e-collar, and a prong collar. And I thought, okay. So I said, hey, no, can we, you know, that's, that's, I, I'm, I have some concerns. But anyway, so I walked away. I, I wasn't, I was a bit frosty. I was like, D- don't, don't be using that stuff. But I was a bit frosty and I walked away and he came up to me. And to his credit, he came up to me and he said, what can I do? And we had a long conversation. And so, hey, Steve, I'm so glad that you wrote in. And, okay, yes, you were going down the wrong path. There is no doubt about it because there is no way that amazing, beautiful shepherd needs to have an e-collar. No dog needs to have an e-collar or a prong collar. So I'm so glad that they are in the garbage. That's brilliant. Um, the harness is called the Positively No-Pull Harness. And, yes, it is one of the ones I recommend. Every strap is adjustable, so it adjusts to the shape of your dog's body. Every dog is different. So you adjust that harness to where it's comfortable for your dog. It sort of should fit like a wristwatch, tight but not too tight, but so that it's not going to slip around too much. And then with my Positively No Pull Harness, it will. there are videos which will show you how to use it. But unlike other harnesses out there, it has two points of contact on the chest. And this is because all harnesses have natural play. And this is the dog's center of gravity right here, right? At the center of the chest. But if you attach a leash to the center of the chest and you have a pulling dog, what you'll find is that with other harnesses, that when the dog starts to pull, um, the loop that you attach the leash to actually comes around to the side. So now you've lost that no-pull action, okay? Because remember, this is the dog's center of gravity. When it pulls, the dog's body comes around. So now you've lost the no-pull action. So I decided to design something whereby if you're walking on the dog's, um, on the right-hand side of your dog, you attach the leash to the furthest loop, right, which is the left loop, okay? So when your dog pulls, that loop automatically, because there's natural play in every harness, will come around to the front, your dog's center of gravity, so you don't lose that no-pull action. Okay. If you walk on the other side of the dog, you attach the leash to the other loop that is furthest away from you. Same thing. Make sure always that leash goes underneath the chin, not over the head. 
and you also have an attachment at the behind on the the shoulders um, and you attach the other end of the leash I have a leash that has two attachments on either end and it attaches to the other end um, and just behind the dog's shoulders and that kind of gives you sort of the reins to guide like a horse now not for every dog you might find that this harness this particular harness doesn't work for your dog but the reason if you've got a pulling issue this is how you can start but I should say with all pieces of equipment it's much better to rely on really good training and leash training your dog rather than relying on equipment but equipment can get you through to the point where you can teach your dog to walk well on the leash whilst it's safe as well Ali, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I was just going to suggest um, I'm a certified canine fitness trainer, so the dog's motion and their overall well-being and their physical form is of most importance to me. And like Victoria said, if I'm feeling a bit cheeky some days and people say, what's the best equipment to teach your dog to walk? I say your brain. Well, speaking of frosty a little yeah. bit. But one exactly. thing I like about Victoria's Positively Harness is that that – slightly passive-aggressive comment is not going to help them that day. When they go home and they remove the prong collar and they go to walk home that day, they need help. The dog isn't going to learn overnight to walk with you in what I call the sweet spot right next to you. So what do we do? And Victoria's positively harnessed because it has the two attachment loops. It does hit right in the middle of the chest when the dog pulls. Unlike other harnesses on the market will trip your dog. And I've seen really big pullers fall flat on their face because the harness is pulling so hard to one side and they get all twisted. But Victoria's positively harnessed stays in place and it gives you that control that you're looking for. And I don't mean controlism or forcing the dog to stay in place. I mean controlism. That dog doesn't pull you off your feet. I have walked 90, 100, whatever pound pit mixes that are pulling like freight trains and I've used a positively harness and I, being a smaller female, can control them. So it's a really great immediate tool that will help your walks be so much easier the next day. So I highly recommend that harness. And what I like, Steve, what you were doing is that you were, you know, you had like a go say hello cue. Um, and that was great. And I think that was a really good idea. Um, but I do feel like that, um, Lakota is uncomfortable and with just having strangers come down and greet coping. Yes, tolerating. We don't want a dog to tolerate. We don't want a dog um, to just go, okay, here's another person. We want the dog to truly enjoy being touched. And it, so it might mean for now that you don't have people coming up to greet Lakota, that this is just not the time, right? Um, you can have people walk past and say hello. You can have people walk past and throw a treat. You can have... Uh, you know, but, but the actual physical touching right now, let's just ease off on that because what I was seeing was behavior of a, a few lip licks, which indicated to me that in that context, that Lakota was not feeling comfortable. A lot of head turns as Lakota was trying to turn, um, the head away from the person who was trying to greet. And these are all really good language for Lakota to be giving to the person, but the person wasn't listening. Because, of course, the person doesn't understand that language. What well, we don't want to get it to the point where Lakota says, okay, you're not listening. Now I'm going to growl at you. Okay, you're not listening. Now I'm going to go bite you. And that's what we don't want to have happen. I do want to get you a trainer that is in your area that can come and help you. Because don't worry about what you've done in the past. Let's just focus about what you're going to do in the future. You are a lovely, lovely man. And I know you want the best for your dog. And, um, hey, 
Apprehension work is great. Bite work, Schutzhund, it's all great, but I don't think for this dog, okay? Has to be the, um, you know, I, I am very wary of people training their dogs to be protection dogs unless they're going to be protection dogs, right? Or unless you are very much and educated into the sport of Schutzhund. This isn't just, hey, I'm going to teach my dog to bite somebody and release somebody just in case. Lakota doesn't need that. Just remember when I said to you, just having your dog by your side as a German Shepherd, people aren't going to come close to you. They're not going to come and burgle your home when that dog is in your home. So I will get in contact with you, Steve, and we will um, get, hopefully get somebody to work with you that will be able to help Lakota. And if you are looking for a trainer in your area, you can always go to our website positively.com and find a VSPDT in your area. And I just want to say, Steve, it's amazing that you found a trainer in the first place. Sometimes it takes a lot that, you know, you, you think, oh, I can do this on my own, but dog training is, is a skill. It's knowledge and skill that not everyone possesses. And that's why we have Victoria mm -hmm. Stowell at Academy to teach people how to become dog trainers. So I'm glad that you reached out to a trainer and that you recognize that maybe this training isn't the right way. I'm also glad that you were at Home Depot. If by being at Home Depot and introducing your dog to people, you show that you care. And I'm so glad that Victoria was there to help you say that, mm, I'm really glad that you're here, but this may not be the best step at this juncture. So I think what she said is hopefully really going to help. Yet another amazing podcast. Brilliant. Well done, Ali. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. And, yeah, and hey, what are you going to be doing for Christmas? What am I going to be doing? Oh, yeah. I get to go to the land of snow. I will be headed up to Nebraska and Iowa to go see my wonderful family. All of whom You're going to, to Nebraska? Yes. Ooh, I will be driving is Klaus, to Klaus Nebraska. Klaus is coming with you? Klaus will not be coming. Okay. He will be staying with one of our lovely trainers here in Atlanta that okay. has a, a great boarding facility where he will be staying in the suite for an undisclosed amount of money per day. Yeah. But he gets three private play sessions. And Very nice. They are so wonderful because they let me teach them his cues. So huh. they'll be using his cues and That's keeping really up good. his training while he's there. Good. Thank, thank you so much. Yes, but I will be going into the land of snow and family. My my cousins are uh, all have young children. I believe there will be wow five <gasps> six. You might need under, you're gonna you're gonna need your safe zone. Under your safe zone. the age of three. Oh my Victoria. gosh, no, no. Yes, yes, you're yes. gonna have to create a, an alley crate to go into where you could just just I escape. I will. You. Maybe there'll be some some. <sighs> you know what what, no. what what am I gonna have in there? What would be in your crate? What would be in your safe space? Oh, what would be in my safe space? I would have, um, I would have my podcast series because I love listening oh, to yeah. podcasts. Okay, I would also have my entertainment, my Netflix, vitally mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. I would take a couple of books in there as well. Yeah, oh, and yeah. and then and then my um, little girl could join me and we could just sit and watch movies together. Oh, that sounds so pleasant. Yeah. Do you know what mine would have in it? Oh, gosh. Not a oh. dog training book. No, please. Yeah. What? Really? We would just have a really great whiskey. Okay. And, Whiskey's good. And actually, not a dog training book. It would have a human training book. Okay. No, That's I love that. Have in there. Hey, yeah. I love that. Um, wherever you're going to be, um, I'm going to be in England, and I cannot wait to spend some time with my family and to be in the United Kingdom again. But um, wherever you are, I hope you have a very happy holiday. And uh, we will see you in the new year, 2019. Wow. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. 
Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.